Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics. We are going over the first week of playoffs to make sure you just clutch it for everybody. Bud, how are you? You know, I'm a little sad. A little sad? Let's hear it. The, the, the headlines today just irritate me a little bit. Write, writing down the list of headlines for us to talk about? I'm salty. I'm not going to lie. I'm salty. It, it, it was just bad news after another, bad news hmm. after another, bad news after another, bad news after another. It was terrible. But let's talk about a couple good things real quick. Okay. So I got in front of me the list of the most common players in, on fantasy playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for fun, do you think you could guess number one on this list? Say it one more time for me. Okay. So, I'm slow. Right, right now, I have in front of me the list mm-hmm. of the most common players on fantasy football playoff teams. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I, you want me to guess which ones they are? Uh, is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm right now I'm looking at the top 25 right now. James Robinson. James Robinson is, is would, definitely he, up there. He is number one. He is in 67% yeah. of playoff teams' rosters. That's definitely not a surprise. Surprisingly enough, and I, I think when you dive deep enough, uh, this one makes complete sense. Travis Kelsey is number two. He mm. is in 61% of playoff teams. I think this makes sense because uh, he's a wide receiver one. In their tight end position. And when you have a wide receiver one in a non-wide receiver position, you can just put other wide receivers, you know, wide receiver twos and so forth in your actual positions. And you're kind of at a huge advantage compared to other people. So can I name another person? You can name another person. Darren Waller's got to be on that list. You would think so? He's not on that list? Actually, he is on this list. I was about to say, he has to be on that list. Yeah, he's 54%. He is, he is killing it. Yeah, 54% of the people that okay. own Darren Waller are in the playoffs. Hmm, I own him. Are you in the playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? Playoffs? Of course I'm in the playoffs. So, I mean, uh, other people on this list, I'll go in order real quick. Alvin Kamara, Justin Herbert, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook. Surprisingly, uh, Dolphins defense. Really? Dolphins defense okay. right there on that list. Young Hoku. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. le- le- the obvious. We called him beginning of the year. Obvious. We Just called obvious. him beginning of the year. You got to have a coup. Uh, it's obvious. Yeah, I mean, he, he's putting up RB1 numbers himself. He could be. He's putting better than RB1 numbers himself. He's uh, the best player on that team. He, if you own Young Hoku, chances are he's your best player. I was talking about Atlanta Falcons. He's the best player on Atlanta Falcons Oh, yeah, Falcons yeah, probably right that now. too. Probably that too. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Chase Claypool, Miles Gaskin, and then Darren Waller. Mike Davis is on this list. Justin Jefferson, Kyler Murray. And then we got Steelers defense. Oh. DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and then last but not least, Adam Thielen. So we got two Minnesota wide receivers on this list. They're killing it. Yeah, right. I mean, of course... W- a majority of these players are kind of late round draft picks that happen to be studs, but a lot of studs that have been healthy all year. I mean, Dalvin Cook surprisingly only missed one game. Devontae Adams even missed two games, and he is number six on this list. 
Uh, Mike Davis, of course, the McCaffrey replacement. If you were not a McCaffrey owner and you were able to get Mike Davis, that was definitely a huge elevation on your team. Uh, I mean, picking up a defense like the Dolphins or the Steelers, who are basically must-start, and they're they're consistently playing weak teams. So they're just given good matchups week after week. And, uh, I mean, uh, Stephon Diggs, a lot of people were really low on Stephon Diggs, including me this year. I did not think he would have that year that he has had. And uh, I'm he's really surprised. It. Yeah, he, he's killed it. 50, uh, 54% of the people who own him are in the playoffs. Uh, con- considering they drafted him, what, sixth, seventh round? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, uh, been killing it for him. He has been absolutely killing it. Josh Allen has been a huge one. I definitely been rooting for him and telling people to go out and get him. Uh, he's definitely a dividend that has paid off. Uh, Kyler Murray has been a good one also. Kyler Murray's been absolutely killing it in the fantasy world, um, just like your boy Allen as well. So, I mean, if you got him, you're happy. Yeah, yeah if you got him, you're definitely at an advantage right now. And it, what I think is cool about this list, there's a lot of unique players. There's a lot of non-skill position players. You know, there's the kicker, the defenses, the tight ends. A lot of those are on this list. And I think uh, that shows, you know, sometimes the unimportant is the most important, like the well, quarterback and all that. I mean, every position is important, right? It's important, but, you know, you, know, you can listen to other people and they'll tell you, don't draft the QB early. Don't draft the tight end early. You know, you can pick one up later. I, I, you think, can, it's, I think it's more of a value aspect is how I look at it when I draft. Where am I getting my value at? Because if you're getting value when you're making your picks every round, you're going to be a good, solid team all the way around. Define value. You, you know, we talked, this, we talked a lot about value in the beginning of the year and how I hate mm-hmm. the word value. Yeah. So, like, if you're getting, like, when did you get uh, Josh Allen? I got him in the ninth round. Okay. Only. So then you have a Kyler Murray, which was in the fifth. So getting a Josh Allen in the ninth round is a value compared to getting Kyler Murray. And you're getting almost to this. Uh, their points are probably very similar. Yes. Right? So that is a value to me. That's what I'm expecting. So I'm rather grabbing the guy that's later, trying to grab the guy that's later, that will give me the same value as someone who's overhyped. That Kyler Murray is, I mean, he did very well, and he's doing very well. But you're going to have to reach to get him, like a Lamar Jackson. I was never in the Lamar Jackson bid. I was never going to get him because he was so hyped. People were getting him in the third, second round. That's insane. When I can get a Josh Allen in the ninth. It didn't make sense to me. Does that make a little more sense to you? Or? It, it makes sense, but when you're a stud, you're a stud. I think that's the bottom line. A lot of people you know, will say, do not draft a tight end. You can get one later in the round. But right now, people are doing, who have said that and preached that strategy are probably putting somebody like John U. Smith in their tight end position, hoping for a lucky touchdown, which, I mean, chances are they're just not going to get. And then if you land a goose egg, you lost your week. I think quarterbacks are far more important than how people make them out to be. I think all of them are. There, there's different tiers to everything, right? So, I mean, Darren Waller is in a different tier. Yes. You know I mean? Travis Kelsey's in a different tier. Yes. Mark Andrews has been a little bit disappointing. He's been hurt. Uh, but when he's on the field, he's very good. So you have certain tiers. Are you willing to 
either draft them late, like people are saying. I think you need guys that you're targeting. I think you should be understanding where the value is, where people are getting picked. Is the tight ends going off the board board early? Are you willing to go get a Travis Kelsey in the third round? Are you comfortable with that? And I mean, you you should be. Kelsey's been killing it for how long? I think I think next year. I mean, uh, I have no regrets about my draft strategy this year. It has no. worked to almost perfection in almost all of my leagues. But something I think I'm going to adjust next year is drafting tight ends a little bit earlier. I think right now uh, there's just too little and uh, too little of a supply and too high of a demand for them. So, I, so I, I love that. I okay. love that talk. So when you're talking about that, you want an edge. Yes. So if you get one of those top tier guys, you get an edge, right? Yes. So just like a running quarterback in a four-point passing league, if you get a good running quarterback like Kyler Murray or Josh Josh Allen, mm-hmm. you get an edge. And you go to Josh Allen in the ninth round, you have an edge over the Kyler Murray owner because your fifth round is probably going to be a, in a better position, plus your quarterback's going to match up with Kyler Murray. That's how I'm looking at it. Of course, it has to pan out. There's a reason why he's drafted in the ninth Obviously, round. Obviously, but you need to trust the guys and trust your board. And go with it. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it this way. If you drafted Travis Kelsey in the third or second round and you picked up Stephon Diggs later, in the, then you have two studs. Or if you picked up Will Fuller, who has been a tremendous asset to people's teams. I mean, of course, now he's suspended, but chances are if you had him, you, you were definitely in a spot to become in the playoffs contention. Uh, I mean, that, that elevates your team because you have a wide receiver one in the tight end position and they ended up with a wide receiver one on the side. People like Keenan Allen. People were very down on Keenan Allen this year. I, I loved Keenan Allen. We, we, and we I have really like him. No, no issue with Keenan Allen whatsoever. He's always produced every year. But there was skepticism this year because of who the quarterback was. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback, Keenan Allen's a wide receiver three at best. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. If Tyrod Taylor's quarterback, and he still is the quarterback to this day, Keenan Allen is a wide receiver three at best. I wouldn't go that low. I would say he's still a wide receiver two, but we won't ever find out. We'll never know. You know what I mean? We'll never know on that aspect. But that is when you're going to take an educated risk on that player. Because I don't know what round Keenan Allen went. But it's not what he usually is at. So you got to value there, technically. About si- sixth round was his ADP. Yeah. So, I mean, would you want Diggs or Allen? I mean, they're both really good. I'm sure you'd be happy if you got both of them. <laughs> I yes. mean, you know what I mean? I'm sure you'd be ecstatic about that. Yeah. I mean, probably when you're drafting, you're probably not happy about it. But, I mean, coming into it 13 weeks later, uh, that, that was the steal of the draft. I mean, uh, that just goes to show how even though you can have the analytics on your side, you can have educated guests, you can have a gut feeling, or you you know you can know what you're talking about due to listening, uh, all the football information, all this stuff like that. Sometimes you know what that that's why you play the game on Sunday. You just yeah. never know what happens. I mean, so in our regular our home league, yes. as we say, last year I had a horrible draft. Yes, you did. I thought I, I, I had I specifically a, remember I thought that I had yeah. a horrible draft, and I did. But you fight through it. Mm-hmm. You keep going. You pick up waiver wires. You, you make decisions, and you change it up. Sometimes when you have that bad of a draft or you have some key components, it's always not completely garbage. But it's not what you wanted, right? Yeah. So 
the the positive in that is you can move people around. You can let people go, pick up other people. When people drafted their team, they love it. They don't usually want to let people go in the first two weeks, three weeks. You can kind of jump and make that change, and you don't win the league by the draft. Make that very clear. You do yeah. not win the league by the draft. It's throughout the whole season. Uh, I do think you're 100% correct. I, I, I think we can take a lot from this year considering, I mean, everyone's been hurt. Everyone's been hurt. Everyone. So I mean, everybody had to dabble in the waiver this year. I think this year was a great year for a beginner fantasy player because it taught you to be on your toes at all times, how to look at the waivers, how to read injuries, see what type of, you know, what limited practices mean, you know, no practices and then a full practice and all that good stuff. And I think this was a great year for newcomers. I mean, of course, some of them might've been just plain thrown into the shark tank but i think this was a great year for newcomers to really see uh the the specifics of fantasy football and how it could really change in just a a flip of the switch especially because there were a lot of injuries this year not in the game i mean just like today uh there was a should we just get right in the headlines when we talk about this once 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 okay. okay. like, like okay. for example Kenyon Drake he just got it he just got added to the injury report today mm-hmm. with a limited session from his hip out of all things so i mean uh, right now other people have to be on their toes having a backup plan seeing what's going to happen and all that good stuff but uh, i mean uh, th- there's a lot to talk about this off season on stuff we could have done better to to enhance our teams and stuff we could do moving forward to really give ourselves a bigger edge over the opponents NFL headlines. Biggest news and the biggest disappointment we could ever talk about is Christian McCaffrey not expected to play this Sunday against a juicy matchup in the Denver Broncos. Uh, All of a sudden, he went from, I feel great, I'm ready to go, ready to roll, to, oh, I kind of tweaked my quad, and uh, now I don't know if I'm going to play. And uh, after a did not practice today, not expected to play this Sunday, this was disappointing on an a measurement level. A measurement level. It's just a level. You just can't measure the level. Of of just pure anger? Yeah, disappointment. Or disappointment. Unbel- unfathomable, unfathomable amounts of just disappointment. This is what I want from you, Christian McCaffrey. I just want three games. I can care less if you break a leg after those three games. Is that rude? No. But, God, that's brutal. That's brutal for a lot of teams, especially most people that are in playoffs. But, I mean, it's pretty brutal for Sacco people, too. Or last place, console, whatever. Consolation. Yeah, consolation. Brackets. Brackets. Loser bracket. Yeah. Uh, It's brutal. It's rough, and it's disappointing because, uh, I mean – this was hyped. Everybody thought, just, I just got to get the playoffs. And then I get McCaffrey in my lineup. I'm set. I'm golden. That's it. The ship is mine. Give it to me now. It's a big It's a big bump when it, you have him. Oh, yeah. I mean, for example, in a league, right as of right now in half-point PPR, with him in my lineup, I'm projected 140 points. That's just a projection. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'd be disappointed if I didn't hit 141 points. And now, uh, I mean, I, of course – hopefully you still have Mike Davis if you're a McCaffrey owner uh, we preached it in the beginning of the year make sure you have Mike Davis 
in your roster. I mean, then you're you'd be okay. It's not the same though. But it's not the same. It's not. You feel so much. There's there's a comfort. There's like a warm hug. You know what I mean? It's like a snuggie. When you you're like a snuggie with, with Christian McCaffrey. You know I mean you snugged up? Fire's going. You got some hot chocolate. You know what I mean? It's it's just Mike Davis is like you're outside. There, yeah, there's a fire, but it's below ten degrees. You got hot chocolate, but it's frozen. You know, not it's not it's not good. It's if, not the same. If if McCaffrey's Gucci, Mike Davis is Walmart. Yeah, because that's typical. Walmart I mean, just yeah, because all it gets the, box, the job done. You don't like it though. It doesn't get the job done when you're trying to get a PS5 though. No, no, we not tried even that. close. Didn't work either. No, 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 no. Disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is now ruined. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he. He turns Mike Davis's five yard run into a ten yard run. Absolutely. He turns that ten yard catch to a twenty yard catch. Mm-hmm. He turns that touch. It's Mike Davis's tackle on the one yard line. McCaffrey scores that touchdown. It's the we when we talk about scheme over player talent, McCaffrey is the definition of seventy percent scheme, thirty percent player talent. He's he's very talented. So he's uh, very talented. He, he he's the only reason why I still have that immeasurable. Statistic for everybody because uh, he showcases that on a daily basis. But moving on from his disappointment to another disappointment, uh, DeAndre, Schwit, DeAndre Swift out of concussion protocol. He was out of concussion protocol last week, but they definitely took it slow on him. Uh, he said he has been said to have a good week of practice, is expected to play this week, Ugh. which kind of ruins that, that backfield because a lot of people were hoping Adrian Peterson would get those two touchdowns for the third week in a row. <laughs> We're hoping and praying. We're hoping for hoping one more. Hoping and praying. That's not going to happen. A.J. Brown, nicknamed A.J., does not practice on Thursday, did not practice on Thursday. But the only scare to this is he didn't practice on Wednesday either. Ooh, ooh that throws a curveball in there. I think he's fine. I, I think, think he plays. Fine. I think he lines up. I mean, uh, he rolled his ankle during the game, came back in, scored uh, four catches, 85 yards. So uh, If you come in that game, of course, adrenaline is a different thing. There's a thing called painkillers, but uh, I do expect him to play also. Never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of her either. So Kenny gone all day, not expected to play. He's out for the season. He's out for the season. That, Is he the biggest yeah. bust, him or Saquon? Actually, no, it's, I, it's Saquon. I mean, it's Saquon. Saquon. Galladay yeah. played more. Yeah. It's it's brutal when people get hurt, but when Kenny Galladay went out, I was, I'm pretty sure I said on the show, I don't think he's coming back. And he I don't think did. they rush. I don't think they rush him back either, which doesn't make sense because they haven't made a contract extension with him either. So I don't know what's going on in the Lions. Nah, I don't know. The Lions are the Lions. Uh, sometimes a loser just finds a way to consistently lose. Speaking of the Lions, I hope and I hope to God I will be going to church specifically for this reason. I hope they sign head coach Muhammad Salah. Not sorry, not Muhammad Salah. God, okay, we went from soccer yeah. to football. Uh, <laughs> Egypt, huh? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. that was a, de- a defensive coordinator Salah uh, from the Niners. I mean, I got the correlation. You got the correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got the yeah. correlation. Yeah, uh, just so they can get off your uh, your team. Yes, just so he can get off. He's been horrible he for so how bad. long? He's just so it, bad. It amazes me how he is still the defensive coordinator. I don't understand it. it, it it's even with more the, baffling how he's a potential head coach candidate. With the talent, with the talent you guys have or had. Had. You know what I mean? He He's going to destroy a team. 
A hundred percent. I would put fat money down. But on can you destroy a team that's already been destroyed? I mean, if he goes to the Jets, I think it's a it's a increase in head coach. He's not going to the Jets. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just in, what. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. Adam Gates is still there. Okay. But he goes as a assistant head coach slash defensive coordinator there. The Jets are amazing. Huh. The the greatest offensive coach of all time and the greatest defensive coach of all time in one team. That seems Super Bowl bound. Just killing it. They're killing it. You don't even need to get anyone free agent. They'll just create, you know, they'll figure it out. They don't even need players. Nope. Absolutely not. They don't even send anybody on the field. That's just win regardless. That's it. It's... The the, the 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 crazy thing is that if he does get hired, uh, the Niners get two compensatory uh, third-round picks, and so do the Lions. Why? Because he's a minority. Therefore, if you hire a minority coach, you get rewarded with third-round draft picks. We're bribing people to hire coaches now? Yeah, you this didn't is know this? what This is what we're doing? This, you didn't know this? That just seems stupid. So, I mean, if you're a rebuilding team, you might as well hire as many minorities as possible. Cool. You're, so you can I mean, get as many draft hopefully picks. Hopefully you get a actual good coach and you're not just getting them because they're a minority. Like, you're going to get Salah or whatever his name is. Mohamed Salah, yeah. He's, whatever. He, I mean, he's a good striker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I bet you he can coach better than your, your <laughs> defensive coordinator. You're going to get him and he's going to be complete trash and you're going to draft people and your team's still going to be garbage. And then after that, after you stockpile a bunch of talented picks, uh, you get rid of him and then you hire somebody who actually knows what he's doing. Because uh, after watching a couple of years of Niners games, I really know he does not know. Anyway, after that tangent... Josh Jacobs limited in practice. I expect him to play, but you are the Raiders man. Do you expect him to play? I do expect him to play. I expect him to get back on track. I don't think it's going to be his full workload. I think they're going to mix Booker in there, but I think they get him back. It's a, it's a big game. Yeah, Is uh, Booker droppable? Uh, Booker is – I would hold on to him until we get the final result here. But, I mean, you, they play Indianapolis. Not a good is, matchup. Uh, which is wild card – Wild card contentions. Oh yeah, both of them. You are so right. I mean, you are right. this is a massive game. I do not see Josh Jacobs not being able to play. I see Trent Brown coming back in too, uh, potentially with Jonathan Abram. I know all of them were on that list. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game, but I see everyone lining up and playing. I, I don't see you missing it. It's must win for both teams. Absolutely, it should be a good game. Mike Huge. Evans did not practice due to a hamstring. He practiced limited yesterday, Wednesday, and then of course today. Thursday, he did not practice. Godwin, after his surgery, he had 10, uh, what do they call it? Thumbtacks? Not thumbtacks. Pins. 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 Do you know the size of those pins? Um, It depends what actually happened, but some of them are like that big. From from okay, there uh, to there. Yeah, I mean, so you, like, I mean, of course you're telling me this. Uh, so can you like tell the viewer? a size 12 foot or something like that? A pin? In his hand, in his finger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's thin, but the length, you're, yeah, because it's going all the way through. It's going to like there. What? It's yeah. going from your middle finger. So, you know, so if it say it's middle, middle finger, finger is middle wrist. Say it's middle, middle finger, it's going okay. about to the wrist, yeah. So you can't bend your finger? You can, you, no, you're not supposed to. If, if they're putting pins in there specifically to hold it stable, yeah, it's, you're not going anywhere. Why would they do this? I have no idea. Maybe they did it a different way. Maybe we're talking about something different. But I have seen it actually be pulled out, and they're like that big. That's maybe it disgusting. was a different. Maybe it was a different injury. That's but disgusting. It, it doesn't. Just it, imagine. A f- that's disgusting. Anyway, he had surgery. He had ten of them removed. 
So he was full participation. He he full participated. Okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're small ones. I I don't know, but I don't see how you do that. Yesterday, Wednesday, Bruce Arians said in the morning, "There's no way he touches a football till Friday." And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the list, and he's a full participant today. And I'm going, "How?" I don't. I don't know. I, don't know. I have. I have news. no answer. I have no in- answer for you. Yeah. I don't. I, this is fake news. All right. Zeke has a calf strain. He himself has said it's not going to be an issue. So that means I'm going to be very worryful of Zeke. I mean, he's he's not practicing all week. He hasn't been playing very well. Well, I don't think it's his fault. You know what I mean? I I'm not saying it's his fault, but. There is going to be decisions here for people on how you feel. I mean, if you have better options, it's going to be hard to say you have a better option because it is Zeke. But, man, it's got to be a conversation in your head. You don't feel comfortable with it at all. What Can't. backup running back, not backup, but what running back would you start over Zeke? Like, would you start Wayne Gallman over Zeke? Um, What's the matchup for them? Wayne Gallman goes against the Cardinals. Cardinals, and Cowboys go against the Bengals. Yes. Nah, I think they. I think they should be fine. He's got a good matchup against the Bengals. Okay, it's not, but you still don't feel comfortable with it. Like okay. usually, you set up Zeke. You're assuming twenty points, especially against a bad team. Two and nine, he's going to do well for you. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been doing that. He hasn't been showing up. It's been brutal for that team in general, especially when Dak been gone. But. If he has a get-right you know. game, this is his get-right game right here. This is your help me like, get into playoffs game right here. I feel like we've said advanced. that so many times. No, not for Zeke. I, I feel like we've. So? I, I think we've been on the fence with him for a majority of since uh, Dak Prescott has been gone. But, I mean, we've always been telling people, you, you got to start Zeke. Because if you don't start Zeke and it goes off, you're just an idiot. You really have to. You, you really do. But it, it's since week six. His highest point total has been 9.5 other than week 11 against Minnesota, which was 17.4. So, I mean, that is not what you want to hear from your RB1. Obviously, you're going to line him up and start him. Like, are you starting Mike Davis over him? They have that option? Uh, if my other running – I mean, you're going to have – you're going to have to have other running backs too. I mean, obviously, right? You would so, hope, I mean, it's it, it's going to be like a three-way matchup. Are you, are you starting James Robinson? Are you starting Zeke? Because, I mean, more realistically, you're probably going to have James Robinson, Zeke, um, and David Montgomery maybe, right? Okay, you only, only can start well, – You, have you can flex, only start two. But you only can start two of those. James Robinson is a must-start. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and it's definitely a conversation between Elliot and Montgomery, and it sounds insane to even consider that. Um, you'd probably lean towards Zeke, but Houston's defense is horrible. Uh, I think the Bears are going to try to get in the end zone again running the ball, and it, they haven't done it much all season, but it's not a good situation either one. I'm going Montgomery over yeah. Zeke. I, I think you could make that argument. I definitely think you can make that argument. I mean, it's, it, it, it sounds brutal and it hurts to even talk about, but it, this is do or die here. We're in playoffs. You got to make hard decisions. I'm not starting Miles Sanders for if I have another option, I'm starting somebody else. Absolutely. That, that's a better you know I mean? scenario. I think uh, Miles Sanders is more on the sit than Zeke is. I think Miles Sanders is a must sit. And that sounds insane. I think he's a must sit. And I think you cannot start him. 
I can't trust him. I can't, I can't visibly feel comfortable putting him in my lineup. If I lose because of him, I'm going to know that I knew I shouldn't have started him. Does that sound insane? No, because if he goes off, you can comfortably say nobody and their mama thought Miles Sanders would have a good game. And if it, you know, if he has a good game on your bench, so be it. So, you know, usually the rule is start your studs, but in my opinion, Sanders isn't a stud. So uh, I could live consciously without him on my team. You know, it's it's been a rough from week six below. He the highest was eleven point five points. It, it and half point PPR. Yeah, it, it's it's not a good thought and you got to remember that one game he had a 74 yard run on Baltimore that's the only reason he had that yeah so it it's very hard for me to comfortably say start him I know people are going to be in bad spots and they're probably going to have to but it's an I haven't I have him in a league I'm not starting him yeah I benched him I I agree I have him in another league he has not seen my starting lineup in some time now Uh, I mean that's rough that is rough. And uh, if there is a flex spot available, going back to, of course, Zeke, then I feel like you need to find a way to put Zeke in your lineup. If you have two RBs and a flex, Zeke has to be in your lineup somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you're trying to start all the guys that are supposedly top tier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Zeke has not been playing like that, but Zeke has the potential for that. And his matchup is good. I think that's what pushes me over the edge for Zeke. His matchup is good. They're against a a bad team with no starting quarterback, pretty much. You know, I think they could be up and they could be running the ball, get Zeke back on track. Miles Sanders, I do, I do not see that. Uh, you know, Hertz is going to be in there, and I think that will help. But I don't even see Miles Sanders as being like the full time starter half the time. He's you know, not. They, the- they've been they've been moving a lot of people around. Yes, he's been getting more carries than everybody else. It's just very hard for me to fathom that and see that with a rookie quarterback going against one of the great great defenses we've had in the last couple of years. I mean, they've the run defense has been insane for the last what, 2 3 years? 3 years, 4 years, so, 5 years. So I mean Yeah, you can make arguments either way. Yeah. All right, let's try to lightning through a little bit of through the headlines so we can go into the games. Antonio Gibson did not practice. I think it's safe to say he is not going to play. This week, uh, turf toe is pretty brutal. I could see him out for the rest of the season. Hopkins did not practice today through a back issue. I still expect him to play. He's went a whole week without practicing and still put up wide receiver one numbers. Miles Gaskin, limited, also expected to play. And then, of course, Kenyon Drake added to the injury report with a limited session. I still also expect him to play. And he's going to go for 40 yards, one rush for a touchdown. Uh, Julio Jones did not practice for a second straight day. I think he plays, but of course he's going to play for one half, get hurt, and then he'll come back intermediately in between plays, as per usual. Uh, Des Bryant had a false positive, costing himself Tuesday night's game. He, uh, on Twitter, said that he's going to quit this year, and he has not been seen at practice since. And then, of course, back to the Ravens. Mark Andrews activated from the COVID list. And then Debo Samuel limited with a foot injury, uh, foot bruise, I should say. Uh, He did not practice Wednesday, and of course today, Thursday, he practiced with a limited tag. Do you think he plays? Yeah, I think he plays. Okay. You think they're just saving him? Yeah, I think him and uh, Ayuk are the two cornerstones of that offense right now. They need him healthy. Uh, And 
as efficient as possible. So we got big names and big games going on today. Of course, Thursday Night Football will be starting very, very soon. And that is going to be an interesting game, an exciting game for the Rams, considering a lot of people are going to have people like Haymakers in, Woods, Cup, and all that good stuff. I can't imagine people have too many starting players on the Patriots lineup. But that is going to be a discussion for after Thursday Night Football. So Minnesota against Tampa Bay. I mean, Mike Evans, let's assume he doesn't play. Yeah. Let's just assume he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godwin, I mean, he's already a full participant. He's going to be a must play. Yeah, a- Antonio Brown. And A.B., you got to start looking at A.B. now. If, if Evans th- is not there, you got to look at A.B. I think you do, especially with Godwin's hand. Uh-huh. I, I mean, anytime you get pins in your hand, it has to affect you. Like, no we way. can't not talk about that, right? Yeah. There's no way So that's just normal. You're going to hear this from me, the guy who hates Antonio Brown. He's a must-start. Must-start. I think he's a must-start. Must-start? I think you have to. I, I, I'm not quite agreeing with you but i'm okay. basically agreeing with you you're you're not quite but you're basically agreeing. yes yeah. and I, I think i'm on that same page okay but i'm seeing the matchup great matchup yeah i'm seeing the injuries uh-huh and i'm seeing tom brady wanting to get back on track and kissing ab on the list and kissing ab and just making out with ab oh all god day. Little, little fat so, so right if there. there's two touchdowns they're making out in the middle of the field oh yeah anyways i'm gonna call it now ab i think is a must start yeah, Ronald Jones. I think you got to put him out there. Leonard Fournette, please don't. Uh, yeah, I mean Fournette, you're hoping for a touchdown. You're hoping for a touchdown. I think, uh, but I think that's very realistic. For if him. you're if you're playing me, put Fournette in. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> On the opposite side of the football, of course, Dalvin Cook's going in. Of course, Thielen's going in. Of course, Justin Jefferson's going in. The normal and if guys. You ha- and Kirk Cousins. I think you put him in also. This is a. I mean, while Tampa Bay is a good defense, they're definitely exploitable, and they have been exploited many times. Over the past few weeks, Arizona against the Giants. The Colt McCoy, winning quarterback for the New York Giants. I think this is going to be a uh, a blowout, if I do say so. You think Giants are going to kill? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I think uh, Arizona, I think uh, the, just Kyler Murray, the way he's just going to run all over them, I think he's going to tire that defense out. I think he's going to have an opportunity for big shots, big plays. And then... Uh, I think the Giants are just going to be a little stifled a little bit. I think now the Cardinals are going to have a little game film on Colt McCoy, see what he likes, see what he likes to do. And uh, other than Wayne Gallman, there's nobody on the Giants I'm willing to start. Yeah, Kirk, I would agree. It's Kirk Cousins quick and easy. deserves flex value. Other than that, that's as high as I'll go. Hopkins, of course, you're going to must start him. Kyler Murray, of course, you're going to must start Kirk Cousins? Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. I think, I think Bradbury's going to probably be on... Hopkins. Hopkins, a decent amount. And Hopkins will get his, but Christian Kirk could be a really sneaky player like you. Yeah. how you mentioned that. There we go. I mean, uh, Metcalf, he, he didn't have a monster game against Bradbury, mm-hmm. but he definitely was able to snag some uh, pretty good catches. But, I mean, DK's been killing it. DK's just been, been it, yeah. Just bodying people up all year. I mean, Hopkins is a different animal too. Totally understand. But Bradbury has been playing very good football. Very good football all year. And you just can't discredit his actions because I mean Hopkins I didn't want to say he got shut down by Ramsey other than a touchdown that he was able to luckily receive when he was ha- when he happened to not be guarding Hopkins uh, he, he was shut down for the most part but I mean that is Ramsey I think he is on another level compared to Bradbury but Bradbury he's not far off but of course you're still going to start him no matter what Kansas City against Miami. I mean, I think this one's also relatively straightforward. I mean, you're going to start your Kelsey. You're going to start your Tyreek Hill. You're yeah. going to start your Mahomes. You're going to start, uh, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think he's going to be a massive disappointment 
but I think you're still going to put him out there. I don't think he's going to have zero snaps, no. zero fantasy points, but I think he's definitely still going to be eased in because he, uh, Andy Reid did say he lost a decent amount of weight due to his stomach flu. You don't just put back weight in a two-day period. Yeah, and then stamina is going to be an effect too. Yeah. So, I mean, but you, you draft him so high, you probably have no other options. It, it, it's going to be, that's going to be a start for you. It's a little rough. On the other side of the football, Tua is not going to be in your starting lineup. Mike Gusecki coming after a huge week. I think you can pretty safely put him in your tight end slot. Miles Gaskin, of course, I expect him to play, and I expect him to put up some pretty decent PPR points for you. I think he's going to be a solid fly, uh, solid play at uh, at best. Uh, uh, Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs allow the 31st least points for wide receivers. They, their corner's been actually playing they, They've well. been playing some good football. Yeah, I do not want to put him in. It's understandable. I think they're going to be... He's going to get something. It's not going to be super relevant, but Gasecki, I think, is the big play here. Uh huh. I think that is the guy you need to target. That's the guy you need to start unless you have. Uh, so, uh, so here's a question: Mark Andrews or Gasecki? Mark you know Andrews. I mean? Okay. Just, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Mark I, Andrews has been killing it all year. Uh, you never doubt Andrews. Okay. Right. Never doubt him. Uh, Tennessee against Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, of course, I think they're going to absolutely dominate this game. I think this is going to be a very quick, very quick killing. I think Derrick Henry is going to absolutely abuse that Jacksonville defense. I think uh, if A.J. Brown plays, he's going to get a touchdown. I think Corey Davis gets a touchdown. I think Tannehill is a fantastic must-start quarterback play. Derrick Henry going to Derrick Henry is going to get 200 yards at minimum. Or he breaks his leg. Uh, oof. He's going to break the other team's leg. The fantasy reaper. Oh God, he's, he's, I mean, he does this at playoffs time. Remember, hey, he did this dude. last year yeah. or in the year before that when he put up fifty burgers after fifty burgers during playoffs. Uh, this is not the time of the year when you want to go against Derrick Henry. And uh, I mean, when you get the matchup as juicy as this one, and then he plays Detroit next week, blows out his knee against the Jaguars. Oh, fantasy God. reapers spoken. Oh, please don't do that. To me. Please, <laughs> we'll don't. See, we'll see what happens here. We'll see I, what I, happens on the Jacksonville side. DJ Chark and James Robinson, and even that, I'm not even comfortable with DJ James, Chark. James Robinson. James Robinson's all. James can, Robinson I can, is. I, all I will recommend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Dallas against Cincinnati, I mean, we we kind of talked about this game already. Yeah. Michael Gallup has been uh the 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 favorite target of. Andy Dalton, Cooper, close second, who has been putting up uh, low-end wide receiver two numbers in PPR leagues. I think you could start either one of them, C.D. Lamb. For some reason, just, uh, he's not getting it done right now. Doesn't have the rapport. Doesn't have the rapport. Like. Yeah, I think uh, his rookiness is showing a little bit now with his uh, uncontinuity with Andy Dalton. And then on Cincinnati's side, I'm not starting any running back there. I think you can you can make a play for Gio as a flex option. Okay. Um, do you feel comfortable about it? No. Not the greatest. He hasn't shown up like he used to. He just hasn't. And, no. You know, it, re- it really hasn't been the old Gio that we know. When someone gets hurt, he lines up, plays great, puts 20 points up for you, and you win your week. It's not what's happening with the Bengals this year. I mean, he it's a good matchup against Dallas, so I could definitely argue mm-hmm. flex capabilities. Yeah. I'm more interested in Tyler Boyd. As a wide receiver, I'm more interested in putting him in my wide receiving lineup. I, uh, he, he was able to find a way to break a long one and to re- resurrect his fantasy day, but he's going against Dallas this week. I think he's got too good of a matchup for you to find a way to not put him in your lineup. Absolutely. Houston against Chicago. 
Uh, I mean, I think this one's also pretty straightforward. You find a way to put Kiki QT in your lineup. I think he's a must-start type player. I think Deshaun Watson is still a must-start type player. I think Deshaun Watson is the MVP right now. I think the Houston team is worse than the Jets if they don't have Deshaun Watson. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's understandable. How do you feel about Brandon Cooks here against you're starting, a, a, you're a good Bears yeah, defense? You're starting. You don't. You might not trust Brandon Cooks, or you might not trust Kiki QT, but you trust Deshaun Watson. Okay. I think uh, that's where you go. You just you trust Deshaun Watson, and he's going to find a way to force your wide receivers to get fantasy points. If not, then uh, it's Deshaun Watson's fault. How about that? It's not <laughs> okay. the wide. In this offense, it's all Deshaun Watson. He every yard he, that offense gains is because of Deshaun Watson. And then uh, the Bears, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery. Other than that, anybody you want to play. Nobody else. Uh, Cole Komet would be the desperate tight end play. You could do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. He is playing insane amount of snaps. He has completely eclipsed Jimmy Graham, if not completely taken over that role. Uh, He is more of a dynasty-type target, but uh, he's definitely a a sleeper play in the tight end position, in my opinion. Uh, Denver Broncos against Carolina. Uh, we talked about Carolina, decent, uh, decent amount in the running back situation. But for Denver, uh, Tim Patrick is and Melvin Gordon are the only players I'm looking at. How about that? Yeah, Melvin Gordon for sure. Tim Patrick seems to be the favorite target. But I mean, in fantasy playoffs, I have a fee- I have a gut feeling you can't justify putting Tim Patrick in your starting lineup, though. No, I'm, I would stay away. Uh, Melvin Gordon is the only guy that I'm starting over here. I mean, Noah Fant, you could make a play. Tight ends are a little bit rough. He he has potential, but if you have a better option, go after that. Panthers, Robbie Anderson, line him up. Line him up. Line him up. Feel comfortable about it. Mike Davis, line him up. Feel comfortable about it. Now, now uh, DJ Moore's not playing, mm-hmm. so I think – Mark and, uh, Mike Davis is going to get a lot of PPR value this week. I think uh, this is where he's going to go back to his week four, week five type matchups where he's putting up 30 points, getting eight receptions per game. I think he's going to go off this week. I think he is definitely a must-start caliber type player. But, I mean, he's still no McCaffrey. If, if Mike Davis puts up 30, McCaffrey would have put up 60. That's just how it works for that type of caliber of a player. Uh, I mean, he will be missed, of course. Absolutely. Jets against Seattle. So let let Russ cook got absolutely demolished. Pete Carroll said they're running the ball more. Ooh. Pete Carroll said we're going to be a lot more balanced. So uh, let Russ cook. Uh, that propaganda of trying to ma- manufacture him getting a uh, MVP that got thrown out the window. Russell Wilson's not MVP. How about that? Well, yeah, they're not playing that great right no, now. Well, so, but I mean, you're starting DK. You're starting Tyler Lockett. Yeah. You're starting Chris Carson. Uh, you're starting Russell Wilson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're you doing normal lineup. Anybody on the Jets? How are you feeling? Crowder. Okay. Crowder. I mean, it's a weak defense. A weak Seattle defense. They should, if Colt McCoy can take advantage of it, Sam Darnold can take advantage of it. Uh, Crowder's going to be out. Crowder is he officially out? From my from what I heard, yes, he's going to be officially out. Denzel Mims is going to be the main guy. I Denzel think. Denzel Mims. We'll I see. think also we'll got see. ruled out. Really. Let me, let me then it would be check. what? Perriman. Mm-hmm. Double yeah. double check that. And then we're going to go to our favorite D- segment. Yeah, Denzel, Denzel Mims. He is out. He officially is out. ruled out. Oh, okay. So what about, maybe I was thinking about Mims then. Crowder is currently listed as questionable. Mm. And he got a limited session today. Oh, okay. So then he's on the uptick then. I, I, I'd i say he's 50-50 right now. He's okay. 50-50. Cool. And then we forgot one guy on the Seattle Seahawks. 
Kicker of the week. Jason Myers, Seattle kicker. We trust in him. We trust in him. We trust in him. We trust him with our lives. Okay. I mean, this is my season right here. I'm picking him up as we speak, putting him in my starting lineup. Congratulations. You just got 15 points for free. There you go. Justin Tucker, while I think you're great, guess what? Uh, You just got dropped for Jason Sanders. I mean, uh, it was easy. So, so easy. A caveman can't do it, and a caveman just did. Uh, Put him, set him, and forget him. Indianapolis against the Raiders. This is a wild card matchup. The Raiders. uh, We just discussed it. This is for the wild card. I think uh, this is a must win for both teams, especially more for the Raiders, considering they're seven and five, while the Colts are eight and four. It's it's a it's a big game. Big game. This big, is a great game. Big game. So everyone needs to show up. Everyone needs to show up. This is this is going to be one of those games where everybody puts like an extra five percent in their effort, whether that's on the offensive side and the defensive side. And this is for both teams. So I think I I, I hate saying it. I'm going to put T. Y. Hilton in my flex. How dare you? I know, and I'm putting. Him How over, dare you? I'm putting him over. Uh, Don't you do it, Pittman. Anyone want to do this podcast with a scrub? It's it's, it's what I got to say. I I see where you're going here. I see where you're going. I think I I would do Pittman, but I understand the T.Y. Hilton play. Jacobs is going to start for the Raiders, I think, my potential. But Waller's going to be a start. Who else? Are you starting Nelson Aguilar against this good Colts defense? I'd rather not, no. But if you feel like uh, he's – I mean, if you're – Injury Raven, you could put him in your wide receiver three through a flex position. I, I wouldn't mind that. I think he has a lot of touchdown upside. Uh, Washington against the Niners. I think this is going to be a. Before you head off. Okay. I want the score. For the. Uh, the Raiders Colts. Big game. Big, big game. game. I want to hear the score. I think it's going to be a 27 20. Who wins? Colts? Yeah. Yes. Washington against the Niners. Got I think some this words is a, for you uh, later. A fi- two 5 and 7 teams. Uh, I, I think McKissick must start. Both trash teams. Both oh, trash teams. Oh, sorry. Did oh, I say that out yeah, loud? That was he, in my brain. Yeah. No, oh, okay. No, Keep no, on no, going. No, no, Keep yeah. on going. Yeah. So McKissick, he's going to be a must play. Peyton Barber, I don't think he's going to be a must play. I don't, I don't think the, uh, the the Niners allow too much rushing yards out of the the Redskins, which is why McKissick is going to get a whole lot of PPR points with Alex Smith. Logan Thomas, I think he's earning his name as a must start tight end. And uh, I mean, Alex Smith loved tight ends. He loves tight ends. He's he always Vernon loved tight ends. He made Vernon Davis. He made Kelsey, in my opinion. And oh, then he Mahomes, made Kelsey. Yeah, I think he made Kelsey. And then Mahomes Delaney? Kinda, don't forget about Delaney. Don't forget Delaney Walker. Yeah, you can't, you can't forget either. He makes tight ends. Logan Thomas, he's going to be in there. Uh, of course, McLaurin. Can't forget him. You're putting him in your lineup. Absolutely. And then on the Niners side, you could put Debo and Ayuk in your flex position. I'm not worried about it. Now, Raheem Mostert, while he is playing, he said that the high ankle sprain is still nagging him. He's not going to be 100% for the rest of the year. This is a rough matchup for all Niners players. I'd rather stay away, but they all have so much upside in that offense. All they got to do is make one catch and run, and they're going to put up 10 fantasy points for you right away. New Orleans against Philadelphia. Uh, This is a straightforward. Don't start anybody on Philadelphia. Start everybody that is named Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara, Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill. How about that? Anything else? 
No. No. I, th- I think that's it. That's it? Okay, those three. Okay, uh, Atlanta against the Chargers. I mean, Julio, he plays, you're starting him. Calvin Ridley, he's st- you're starting him. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I'm dropping him. I'm officially done with him. I don't want to deal with him anymore. Are you? Did, did you skip our game of the week? Oh, sorry, sorry, this sorry. Our game of the week? Business is booming. Game of the week. God, I can't believe you skipped the game of the week. Dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on, go uh, on. I was just on a roll. You're just killing it. Keep on going. I mean, uh, you're starting Matt Ryan. Yep. You're starting Ridley. You're starting Julio if he plays. Even if he doesn't, or even if you know he's going to leave after halftime and then come in periodically, you're still starting him. Uh, you're starting Todd Gurley if he plays. But if he's not playing, you're not starting either backup running back, whether that's Brian Hill or Ido Smith. They're just both disappointing and sad, and they split exactly the same amount of playing. You're not doing it. Don't do it to yourself. Just please don't. Uh, Austin Eckler on the other side of the football. I expect him to have a monstrous game, a monster PPR game. This line is where I think he's going to get his points right here. Line him up. Line him up. Keenan Allen, line him up. Herbert, he's bouncing back. Line him up. Line him up. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about is Herbert going to bounce back. Don't get it twisted. The, the reason why he got destroyed was because he played, you know. You know, Belichick. The, Belichick. the belly. Something like that. Uh, he, he's safe. You put him in. You put him in your lineup for the fantasy playoffs. Like it said, like our statistic earlier, uh, he, he, he's if you own Justin Herbert, you had a 55% chance of making playoffs, and, and that held true. Uh, Green Bay against Detroit. Of course, you're putting a Hunter Henry, by the way. Uh, Green Bay, you're going to put your Devontae Adams. You're going to put your Robert Tunyon. You're going to put your Aaron Jones. If you're really desperate, you could put in Jamal Williams. But I, I'm hoping you're not quite there yet. Uh, I'm not starting MVS. I'm not starting Lazard. Fair? Yeah, fair. I, fair. We're in playoffs. You can't go questionable players on here. You got to put point. You got to put people in that you know are going to get you some some sort of fantasy points. I'm tired and sick of people putting in uh, MVS and Lazard and only getting three points and then questioning why. Just don't do it to yourself. On Detroit's side, Marvin Jones. Yeah, I'd put him in. I feel yeah. pretty comfortable with him in. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, AP. If Swift isn't playing, I'd put him in. If Swift plays, I'm not putting any of these three in. Yeah, if Swift plays, it's going to be a hard play. I I, hard I just don't want to do it. I'm finding a way to. I'm trying to find a way to not put him in my starting lineup. I have to be pretty desperate to start him in, even though Green Bay's run defense isn't the strongest. I'd still rather not do it. He's, he's just too disappointing for me, or too injury prone, or not knowing how much he'll play. There's just too many unknowns for him. He can go in for half the game. He can go in for five plays. And then uh, uh, I just don't want to risk that. Pittsburgh against Buffalo. This is going to be a great game. It's going to be a good game to watch. Because Josh, I mean, the Pittsburgh allows the 32nd least points to quarterbacks. So it makes a Josh Allen owner a little scared. But if you own Cohen Beasley, they allow 19, 19th in fantasy points to wide receivers. So Cole Beasley, I still feel a little safe putting him in. I really like putting in Cole Beasley. Uh, you're still starting Josh Allen though, right? Yeah, unless you have a better play. I doubt you have a better play than Josh Allen. So Josh Allen's getting rolled out. Uh, Diggs getting rolled out. Cole Beasley, I'm putting him out there. I'm not putting either running back out there. Yeah, no. No, but on the other side of the football, I'm putting in James Conner. I'm putting in Deontay Johnson. I'm putting in Juju. I'm putting. Actually, I'm not putting in Juju. I'm putting in Chase Claypool, should I say? 
You putting in Chase Claypool? Yeah. Yeah. Line him up. Line him up. Line him up. Line him up. Line him out. All right. Deontay Johnson, I think he's going to have a massive game. Buffalo's secondary. While Tremaine White might be on him, I still expect him to do pretty well. But Baltimore against the Browns, the 9-3 and three Browns. <laughs> That's crazy. Is Baker going to wake up feeling dangerous? I think the people want to know. No. No, yeah, I don't think so either. I think the Ravens kind of <laughs> they kind of claim down on him. I, th- I think they're going to run. Yeah, I think. I th- gonna, yeah, focus on the run. Focus That's on what they're going to do. Yeah, I think uh, Baker is going to come down to earth a little bit. Don't start him on your fantasy squad. The Titans they just lack a pass rush. They gave Baker Mayfield the ability to do whatever he'd wanted onto the field. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of dose of reality for Baker. Uh, I mean, of course, you're still going to start Chubb. You're still going to start Hunt. Jarvis Landry should be in your lineup, and then on the other side of the ball. Lamar Jackson, uh, Marquise Brown, I'll put him in. Why not? J.K. Dobbins, I'll put him in. Lamar, Mark Andrews, of course they're going in. Des Bryant, he's going to watch on the sidelines. <laughs> At home. At home. Considering he quit. <laughs> he quit. <laughs> hey, I like him. All righty, so let's <laughs> go on to our Star is Born. Star is born. I'm going to have to say Kiki QT against Chicago is a star is born. I'm not saying he's playoff winner, but he's playoff elevator because Deshaun Watson is going to find a way to get him chunk plays and get him a touchdown this game against Chicago. Okay. Yeah, I know you love your Kiki. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so my star born is Robbie Anderson with, with DJ Moore being out. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey being out against a Denver team that literally just had their corner, had PEDs and suspended. Robbie Anderson's going to eat and uh, potentially win you this week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to fully agree. I think Robbie Anderson is going to be a fantastic play against a Denver defense. Now, doo-doo. Your doo-doo player of the week. So my doo-doo player of the week for a second week in a row. Are you ready for this? Okay, let's hear it. Miles Sanders. And uh, I, I nailed it on the head in week 13. 3.1 points. Not, not what you wanted, right? No, not the, really. And, I mean, think about it this way. That was against Green Bay. Weak run defense. Weak run defense. Now we have New Orleans that has been one of the best run defenses in the last three years just literally destroying them with a rookie quarterback. He's mobile. He's, he's going to make a little play here and there. Mm-hmm. But I think New Orleans just demoralizes him, and Miles Sanders is a non-start for me. I can't stress it enough. I'm going to have to agree. Last time Saints held a 100-yard rusher was 2017 against Samaj P. Ryan, out of all people. So my player is going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against Miami. Like we mentioned earlier, he played zero snaps last week because of the stomach flu. He lost a lot of weight. He might have gained some of it back due to water weight, but I mean, it's still a little bit difficult for him to move around on a football field against a good Miami defense out of all. I think Lev Bell, he was signed specifically for this reason to help out CEH, and Lev Bell is going to be the main going to take a majority of the snaps even though i still don't think lev bell is going to be fantasy productive this week i think he's going to get the nod in starting role 
for that reason, CEH, don't put him in your lineup. Don't line him up. And uh, what else we got? This is going to be a fun week. This is going to be a season-defining week. And uh, after this, a lot of us are going to be watching on the sidelines or hoping that we have made it one more round. And of course, if you are listening, hopefully you made it to that second round and you make it to the championships right after. But other than that, Chris, you have a send-off or butt, I should say. Good luck. Listen. Do what we tell you. And you'll win. Easy as pie. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 